Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team it's time now for the bob melvin show presented by nest betting the three-time manager of the year sits down with chris townsend exclusively on a's cast visit nestbetting.com today here now is chris townsend it's time now for the bob melvin show brought to you by nestbetting.com go to any of their stores in the bay area or go online for all your betting needs and use the coupon code oakland to get 10 percent off your entire order that's nestbetting.com of course the bed that bob melvin sleeps on how are you skip i'm good uh nice when you stand you're exactly right i do sleep on that bed so i would highly recommend it you know, when I think about the Bay Bridge series, it's always a lot of fun. You know, we only have really five markets, whether it's New York, uh, Chicago, Southern California, us, and uh, D.C. and Baltimore, where you have these crosstown rivals. What are these games like for you? Well, they're they're different. You know, you have a, you have opening day, you have 162, and then you have the Bay, you know, or 100 and whatever, and then you have the Bay Bridge series. So it, it always feels like... You know, it's it's more important. It's always very spirited. We had 40,000 here last night. I can't remember the last time we've had something like that. Um, and, and just the whole spotlight here in the Bay Area is on these games. So it, it takes on a different dynamic for sure. And we're going to have around 40,000 again today, again tomorrow. And I know for you, and you've said this for years, you always want your team to put out a great showing when there's a big crowd. It means a lot to you. It does because our, you know, our fans are out here and we want them to come out here and we want to give them something to, to, to have a reason to come back for. So it's not always going to work out like it did last night, but uh, if you can put on a good show for, for your hometown crew here, it means a lot to them and it means they you know, have some reasons to come back. You know, it's very rare that a guy's managing in a game like this where he has the connections to both organizations, right? I mean, I would think about Mike Sosha. You'd be similar to Mike Sosha from the standpoint of Sosha playing for the Dodgers and then managing the Angels. But there hasn't been a lot of guys like that. What's that like? Because, you know, both uniforms have meant something to you in your life. Yeah, it is. And, and growing up here and following both teams and going to games at both ballparks and and then seeing fans in the stands kind of interacting between the Giants and the A's. It's really cool. Um, it, 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 it hurts when you lose these games, but at times you, you, I take a step back and I look at the interactions and just feel how lucky I am to be able to, to be a part of this and, and, like you said, play for the Giants, manage the A's, and, 
and sit in both these ballparks. And, you know, so it's, it's really, really special. You know, Mike Aldretti, guys like that, guys that have been, you know, guys that grew up in the Bay Area. Mark Canna loves this. Uh, you know, Marcus Simeon when he was here. So guys here that are a little bit longer, they, they realize the impact these games have on this area. You know, we've been talking about this with a lot of different people about the American League this year, and it's just been about streaks. Everybody, you name it, whether it's the A's, whether it's the White Sox, it's the Yankees, it's the Rays, it's the Astros, it's the Red Sox. Everybody has been streaky. You're either hot or you're not. What has that been like knowing that the entire league has kind of been the same and it's just like who's hot versus who not? It's all just one big streak. It is, you know, it's been more so in, you know, Blue Jays too. So, I mean, yeah. it's been everybody in the American League. Like you said, I think, you know, even some of the teams, the better teams in the National League, really the only team that hasn't gone through a tough streak have been the Giants. They've just been so consistent this year. Um, it feels like if they lose two in a row, that's a losing streak for them. So, um, I, I can't explain that. I, I wish we were a little bit more consistent at times, but, when we feel good and we win some games, we get on a roll. Uh, we're a pretty tough team to beat. So hopefully we're we're in the midst of of having another streak like this because we have obviously some important games here and we got you know important ones coming up. I know how much your players mean to you. I know how much Chris Bassett means to you. And when he was hit in Chicago and to see you out there and to see the looks on your face, obviously the concern. Uh, we all love Chris. He means so much to this team. He's a part of the heart and soul of this team now. Uh, where are we with Chris Bassett? And hopefully he's doing a lot better. He is. You know, he, he, we saw him a couple days ago. When he came in the clubhouse, I mean, everybody just felt so much better. It was so hard to get through that game that night. You always have a job to do, and you have to go out there and do it the best your capabilities. But all our guys were, were really having a tough time because there wasn't any news. We didn't know what was going on with him. You know, you could see him come off the field, and that was really an ugly scene. So, man, between then and now, it's, it's a much different feeling. Uh, he was in the clubhouse with us. I saw some pictures of him yesterday. The swelling had gone down considerably. He looks much better. Now he's got surgery on Tuesday, so, you know, they're going to have to go back in there and open up one of those sutures, and then it's going to be a few days before he's able to able to come home here. But, man, I think all in all, hopefully, I think we caught a break in the fact that it, you know, didn't get the orbital bone or orbit bone again up against the eye. It was just below that. Um, he's got some fractures in there that have to have some plates. But all in all, man, with the with the feeling that you had when he got hit and kind of the feeling you have right now, there's some relief. You know, we don't know if he's going to be able to pitch. I mean, we're, we're going to have a much better idea after the surgery, but I wouldn't put him past him. You wouldn't be shocked if we see him on the mound again this year, would you? I wouldn't. I mean, first and foremost, our prayers with the surgery goes well and that, that he's just 100% when, when all this thing, uh, you know, heals up and so forth. But then when you get past that, you know, Chris Bassett, he's already got it on his mind. He told me that the other day. So um, I wouldn't put anything past him. He's such a tough competitor. I think that of all things that, that I admire about Chris is just his competitiveness and how hard he competes on the mound. Um, and this will play right into that. If anybody's going to be able to get past something like this and get back sooner than later, it's probably him. After this happened, have you talked with your starters about, you know, it's time for you guys to step up and it's time for you guys to step up for Chris? No, because they've already, you know, intimated that. And, and you don't want to put too much pressure on guys. 
but but you know collectively they they you know have all said that so you know it's on their minds you know that you don't want them to have to do too much put too much pressure on themselves but they all have the ability to pick it up and then you get the inspiration from chris and that you know what this is our guy we're going to step up for him not only him for the team um i don't think it's something that, that really needs to be intimated at this point you know, Starling Marte, I mean, it's just amazing to watch him play. It's amazing to watch him fill up the box score. Uh, you just think about last night, I know this is going to play throughout the week, but game one versus the Giants, where he's able to flip the ball down the right field line for a double and bring in a run, then steal third base, ram into Flores, the third baseman, causing the throw down to go the left field line and score a run. He is just so dynamic, and he affects the game in so many different ways. What's it like to manage a player like this? Yeah, it's electric, and, and the play made in center field, too, you know, with, with up against the wall that caught, saved us at least two runs at that point. You know, you, you, you know he's a good player. You see, like you said, the box scores, and you see how well he's doing and, and all you know, the stolen bases and the average and all that. But until you really see him play firsthand, it's such an exciting brand of baseball. And, you know, in, a, in an age where, you know, there's, it's a little bit slower now, it's more about, you know, walks and strikeouts and homers and not a ton of action, this guy really makes you feel good about how the game can be played and should be played. Uh, I know MLB's going to, to length to try to speed it up and get more athleticism in the game, and this guy really embodies that. So it's just so exciting to have him on our team, and he's meant so much to the team in such a short period of time. You know, you're a big basketball fan, of course, a huge Golden State Warrior fan. It, it, it kind of reminds me, Bob, of one of those players that, you know, it's like a triple-double guy. You know, he scores, he rebounds. Uh, assists, block shots. You know, we we always talking about him filling up, filling filling it up. I mean, he really is like a basketball guy that does everything. Yeah, and if there were plus minuses in baseball, he would he would always be <laughs> at the extreme end of that. Um, and, and just the feeling that you get from him. I mean, every time he comes to the plate, we feel good. Every time he's on the bases, you know something exciting is going to happen. He does it in the outfield too. There's just so many different ways that he can help you win a game. And, and, you know, like you said last night, you know, he hasn't been swinging great here the last few games. But every game that we win, there's something that he does that impacts the game. So uh, we were really lucky to make this trade. You know, Jan Gomes is just having a fantastic year against left-handed pitching. He's hitting 329, five home runs, 16 RBIs. He's learning the pitching staff. And we talked to David Forge yesterday, the general manager, about what Jan can do for you now and what Jan can really help Sean Murphy with his career going forward. Talk about the effect that this veteran catcher has had right now and what he can have on this team, even when he's not here years from now. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's it's just a, a nice resource to have for for Murph, who, you know, we feel we're, it's such a luxury to have two what we consider everyday catchers, and and Murph's workload this year has been much higher than than we ever expected, coming off you know a collapsed lung and starting the season, you know, in spring training a little bit late, so it takes a little off his plate. He's going to learn a lot from him. You know, it's difficult for a catcher to go to another organization and learn the pitching staff. But it takes a veteran guy like Jan to be able to do it quickly. And Murph's also helped him along in that area, too. So, you know, you look at the numbers against lefties, that's kind of how we're targeting it. We're trying to get him the left-handed starts. Murph's are 
uh, has been, been much better against right-handed pitching this year, so it kind of works well as far as that goes. But like you said, not only, you know, if Jan's not here next year, Murph's going to take a lot from uh, the experience that he has and their knowledge together. Our catchers are always together, you know, doing scouting reports and so forth. And, you know, there's just a lot of things to like about uh, Jan Gomes that, that you don't even see out on the field. Well, when Trevor Rosenthal went down, I remember we talked in spring training, and you were already drawing up Romo Trevino. You remember when you were doing that in spring training? I do, and then you know it's. <laughs> we were hoping to get, yeah, we were hoping to get uh, uh, Rosie back at some point in time, but we really, you know, it, we really didn't know where it was going to go. It looked like Deekman might be the closer. You know, Sergio was probably going to be more of a matchup against righties for us. You know, lose that guy you can bring in with guys on base with the sinker. And to think that, you know, Romo's pitching the eighth right now and doing such a great job and Lou's doing a fantastic job in the closer's role just shows you how things change over the course of the season. And you you, you just try to do the best you can at, at different times in the year to, to get whether it's your hot hands in the, in the lineup or your best bullpen arms pitching at the right times. Does it show as a manager one of your biggest strengths has to be flexibility? Well, yeah, and then, you know what, they, our, our team has always kind of worked that way, you know, whether we're matching up, whether we're riding a hot hand, um, you know, so it's, it's not that difficult, but I think the part that you have to be aware of and probably comes from experience is that you're going to make adjustments over the course of the season, and guys that are in certain roles early might not be in those roles later, and they have to understand that, that – uh, you know, when you do well and, and you, you know, you, you come up with whether it's big hits or certain times in the season that you're doing a little better, better maybe than the other matchup, that you have to make some changes. And then you try to communicate with these guys. And I think they're very aware of how we do things here. So, um, you know, we have a pretty, pretty deep roster right now, and we continue to look for the best, best potential matchups at a particular time. Let's end on this. We're, we're in a sprint to the finish line right now. And there's a bunch of teams running this race. How do you juggle, we're grinding this thing to the end, but yet you don't want to wear your players out and certain guys are going to need certain days off? Well, you look today, you know, Matt Chapman's off today. And, you know, Jed Lowry's not in the lineup today. We've been usually giving him day games after night games off. And Starling's going to need a day at some point in time, too. So you just can't run them into the ground because then the production goes down. So you have to be aware at times that you can't, you're not going to be able to run your best line out there. But when you have a, a Josh Harrison that can play third with us now, uh, you feel that much better about it. So it's more powerful when everybody's involved in our roster construction right now, which suggests everybody's going to have a part. Great stuff, Bob. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week during the Yankee series. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. And that's the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast. You go to nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Or go to one of their locations in the Bay Area or go to nestbedding.com for all of your betting needs. And when you go there, use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. Whether we're talking bed, beddings, pillows, you name it, use the coupon code Oakland. Go to nestbedding.com. That's the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.